Superchargers, headlights, and more. With over 122 million parts, eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Stay on your A-game with all the parts you need at the prices you want. It's easy to bring home huge wins. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. See ebaymotors.com. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. I'm Alex Rodriguez. And I'm Jason Kelly. From Bloomberg, this is The Deal. Each week, you're here in conversation with business icons. This show will explore deal-making across sports, media, and entertainment. That is a harsh lesson in business. Sports is not as simple as bringing a bunch of big names together. I didn't want to do another stomp you out speech. It opened up so many more doors. The show is called The The Deal. Deal. Listen to The Deal. Listen to The Deal on Spotify. The podcast contains mature language and adult discussion. Getting ready for the stampede. Mm. Going with the uh, going with the tape fist uh, today. Uh, I got a gig in my. Uh, uh, I'll uh, click this. Uh, the Kevin Nash podcast. Kev, you there? Yes, I'm I here. Got, where'd you hide your gig when you had to? Uh, always. Uh, I I always used a. Uh, it, it, it was crazy because you know, like all the old time guys would would get a razor blade and they'd cut it up with. A, a pair of scissors. Yeah. And um, I always went to the, whoever was there, medic or whatever, and um, I've still got background. I'm still listening to our background music. Yeah, we're still, we're still coming in. Oh, we're just, okay. We're well, coming, just, in. coming in. Coming in slow. That's, that's, that's too fucking, it's too much for me, man. I've really grooved to that to talk. Oh. But uh, <laughs> the, uh, I, would, I would always use a scalpel. God damn, really? Yeah, I use a scalpel, which you, and you cut the scalpel in half. I don't even know if, if people even know how you, you gig, but see, they, this is see, this is the um, this is a pencil. So, the, the, so that's the end of the end of the fucking right, right, the end of the scalpel. So you put white tape, either that or that's Hop Sing's cock. You Sorry. put you put white tape around it to where you have it the the depth that you want that little shark's tooth to i always cut the same place i always cut right here in the hairline yeah right here i wasn't doing the you know do you have any any scar tissue up there now or or was it fine enough that you didn't uh yeah i was not yeah i only got color when it was absolutely necessary i'm trying to remember ever seeing you bleed i i can't we got color with Booker one time in the championship yeah. match. Uh, Hell in a Cell. Um, 
Who showed you how to do it? Did you? Barry Windham. Really? Yeah, Barry, Barry showed me. Everyone always remembers who did their first. It was funny, too, because we were in Knoxville, Tennessee when he showed me. And I was I was working in a tag match against Jack Gonzalez. And I fucking made a, I made a blade. And Jack Gonzalez gave me like the karate chop to the forehead. And I staggered away from him. And I got color. Turned back into him. And he looked at me like. <laughs> I have a question about him later. We're going to talk about uh we'll talk about right. We're talking about a lot of stuff. A lot of stuff, guys. You're you're loving what we're doing. I always give you some feedback. One of the promises we've made to our people, Kevin, is that they would always be part of the show. So we always want to hear their feedback, good or bad. A lot less bad, I'm noticing. Uh LMA said, unfortunately you got it wrong in the show. Uh, last week's show about Vince. It said, but Vince was accused uh, for forcing a wrestler into an act. That was the 7.5 payoff. Story mentions the word coerced sexual. Okay, so the, there was one uh, coerced, uh, allegedly coerced act in again, the Wall alleged, Street a, Journal allegedly, story. Allegedly. Oh, of course, yeah. No, yeah. There's not been a trial or anything. So, yeah. yeah so, I mean, I just, I, I can only go on, you know. You were allegedly popped in the ass in summer of 1992, right? Yeah, then, exactly. Um, until it's proven. we. Uh, you know, it was funny, some of the feedback, like, wow, I can't believe you covered that. I'm like, would you like me to talk about Santa Claus? It's next week after the Bunkhouse Stampede. Blue Sweet. Elvis, our son is about to go into surgery for his manhood. This is a tie into Blue Chew, maybe. Uh, something that needs to be done for medical reasons. Wish us luck. He's a huge fan of Big Daddy Cool. So we sent him a little, you know, good luck. And then a day later, we got a picture of the baby. And it said, uh, he's all good. Everything went smooth. He's as tough as the hitman he was named after. Little Brett, thanks everyone for the positive five. So Blue Elvis and Little Brett, happy to hear that you guys uh, are doing good. That Little Very Brett's much doing, so. doing well. Rob Palmer, I listen every week. I turn it up to 11. Soft. Thank you, mm. Rob. Anthony Maurizio, my favorite part of StarCast events uh, was Click This Live. Kevin Nash, Kayfabe Sean, should take the stage show on the road. Very entertaining. Now, of course, that that is in the plans, Kev. Yep. What are some good seats? Now, you, you're much more well-traveled than I. So what what do you think would be hot cities as hot as Nashville, perhaps, for a little live click this action. I mean, just any place. It's a uh, uh, number one. You go. You can go two ways. You can go. You're going to go the, the biggest metropolitan areas you, you, that you can and find like you know cool venues, uh, or you can. Uh, I don't like the bar that that bar thing. When it's at a bar, like mm. a, like that's that's not my gig. Yeah, so. But uh, uh, let's see. Let's throw out one. Uh, you know, there's a fan. I don't know if he wrote us this, if he's in here. You you tend to, oh, Wilkes-Bear, Wilkes-Bar. You tend to throw out a lot. So somebody actually sent a shout out. I guess he's from Wilkes-Bar, uh, PA. How would that be? That would be a good, uh, that'd be a good spot? Should we, should yeah, we look into good, a little Wilkes-Bar action? Yeah, good little city. All right. Works. Um, and playing off of that, uh, last comment, Cowboy Shit says, uh, please come to Michigan, Big Kev. I'm a third shift auto worker, and you and Sean make my job fun. Hope to attend a show soon. Of course, we got to go to the home state, right? I mean, I got, I've got my uh, hallway in the background here. Anyway. 
Oh, there you go. Oh. <laughs> Sorry about that. A third, oh, yeah. sh- a third shift UAW? Where, 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 where do we work? He's got to be working either Rouge or um, Warrant. What are those plant names or city yeah, names? Those, yeah, Rouge puts out, they're putting out the, they still put out the Mustang there. Yeah, or Flat Rock. I think maybe maybe it's Flat Rock they do that now. Oh. But uh, Cowboy shit, let us know. Where, you where, at, you where, you, where are you working at? Where, what plants are you working at? Retro Gamer says, Ugh, I love the wrestling podcast, the good ones, but I really hate getting 7,000 video clips in my feed of stuff I've already seen in full format. I really wish there was a separate channel for the clips of each. You know, I just got to say, it, if we put stuff on and charge people for it, they would take to the streets with torches, okay? So you put stuff out for free in some way and maybe cut some clips on YouTube to make some money to keep a show going and keep it free for people, and that's a fucking problem for people. It's, it's just, folks, you know, it's either, it's either a pay system or, it's, or it's, a, it's an ad system. Come on, guys. Really? Really? It's fucking free, man. You can put this on whenever you want. I know. I'm sorry you get notifications. Retro Gamer, I'm sorry that you got a notification this week, you know, that Kevin talked about XYZ on the last show. It's just this new, uh, it's this new breed of, of, uh, of media fan. Not to be inconvenienced in any way. <sighs> okay. I'm starting hot. I came out hot today. Yeah, you did. Hot. I'm saying I'm 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 fighting off food poisoning, so I'm kind of docile. Yeah. Are you sitting on a bucket or something? Do you have some towels down just in case? Uh, or no, I, if I if I if I do this, <laughs> it means code brown. Yeah. <laughs> All right, Pat Buck, uh, a professional wrestler and recently hired. I think Pat was hired as the. Oh, I'm going to get the title wrong. The blah 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 vice executive of something training maybe at AEW. I worked with Pat and his federation for a while when I was producing a wrestling reality tv series but uh pat's a good guy and i'm glad to see he got hired there and he was a good talent and he said really need more of nash's wine picks does he enjoy any rosé or sauvignon blanc i like a rosé in the summertime as as a a, as difficult to find an acceptable rosé as a red i know you're very picky with your reds be yeah, pricey. because most of the rosés are like twelve percent alcohol. I found a couple. One is actually uh, it's it's French, but it's it's it actually uh, in English would be travel, but it's I'm sure it's called travel, and it's like a fourteen five rosé, and it kind of looks like um, it's a, it's a very very dark you know it's not that pink rosé. It's a very dark. Uh, dark colored. I, I tell you, one that's that, that I, I like is that Maribel, the the one that uh, Brad Pitt and Angelina Jolie had a piece of. I don't know if they still do, but that's a tasty, uh, tasty rose for I don't know twenty one, twenty three bucks. Whatever. Would you wanted a piece of Angelina ever, or just too crazy for you with the whole blood around the neck and everything? Just a little too much of the crazies with Angelina, or hot enough? Uh, she she was uh, that was one of my you know one of your go tos. I mean, just I, mean, she, I always thought she was attractive. 
Oh, ever since ever since attractive. she ever yes. since she drove off with Chuck Zito and Gia. So, oh Gia, right? That film about the fashion model, right? Yeah, she had some nice uh, exposure in that in that yeah. film. Uh, Michael, I agree with Nash. Two twenty three five fifty six is a varmint round. I have no fucking idea. You're going to have to help me. And is trash for big game hunting. If you're going to hunt and kill an animal, then you owe it enough respect to give it a quick, clean death. Uh, plus, Listen, who the fuck wants to track an animal for a long time if you don't need to? Everybody that, that, that said that they use an AR-15 have done some modification where it's basically a 30-odd six that they're shooting. It's not It's not the, the combat round that tumbles and, you know, it's just like, What's a varmint round? A, a varmint, Am I pronouncing it right? Yeah, a, var, a varmint's like a rat, rodent, chipmunk, squirrel. Oh, oh, so the oh, so you're talking about the animal, like yeah. ver, like a vermin, a var, yeah. varmint. Oh, I see. Var, yeah, very good. Thought it was a type of bullet. The fuck do I yeah. know? I'm from New Jersey. You have to go yeah. through hell to get a gun. Um, you, could, you could shoot it with a fucking uh, Benjamin air rifle, point one seven seven air rifle, and fucking kill it. You can shoot the damn thing. King Dre's people who hunt with the AR-15 for coyotes and boars. No, not deer or squirrels. And the only reason they use an AR-15 for those are because, we've got to get our articles right here, because you can get a two twenty three caliber one and bigger magazines. That makes sense to some people out there probably, right, Kev? I don't know. I lived in Arizona. We had coyotes around our property. I mean, I want to think that I shot one off the off the porch with a thirty on six, probably a hundred ninety, two hundred foot shot. Mm. You know what the most passionate debate on Twitter was this week? It it had nothing to do with guns. I mean, in the beginning, it was all that stupid shit. But the most passionate debate this week was between listeners talking about your suggestion about being able to do more for raw with two hours as opposed to the three and people people were getting hot about what hot they're getting passionate about listing their reasons why a three hour was necessary versus people who were saying if you trimmed it down and got more concise you could do more with two hours do you see any of that i tell you what it is i i watched raw um and lo and behold, for a while there, Raw was, you know, was, you know, three hours and 33 minutes. At three hours on Monday, that, that motherfucker was done. So, uh, and uh, on top of that, it's like uh, Chapo versus uh, uh, Bobby Lashley. Uh, solid, you know, solid match. Clean finish. Um AJ Miz clean finish. I thought the match, what a match I really liked was. Uh, I'm, a, I'm a huge Ziggler fan anyway, but Ziggler and uh, Gable had a, had a had a match that uh, started off with a lot of uh, uh, collegiate wrestling and uh, you know just had a, a completely different feel than the, the spot fest that you see a lot of other places. So um, you know, I I. I, I the first thing that that I noticed when uh, when uh, Triple H uh, took over the um, the show was uh, the first Monday 
Becky Lynch came out and basically reclaimed the babyface status and made her super over. And uh, they've kind of corrected that whole thing. And then with Bailey coming back, so it seems like the women's uh, division is, is it doesn't seem it is, it's up and running. And it's... Uh, it... I'm Alex Rodriguez. And I'm Jason Kelly. From Bloomberg, this is The Deal. Each week, you're here in conversation with business icons. This show will explore deal-making across sports, media, and entertainment. That is a harsh lesson in business. Sports is not as simple as bringing a bunch of big names together. I didn't want to do another stomp you out speech. It opened up so many more doors. The show is called The The Deal. Deal. Listen to The Deal. Listen to The Deal on Spotify. It was good TV. They're getting Uh, a lot of time. Yeah. And they're also the women's women's, uh, tag tournament started. And um, so that's that's some good storyline there, and it's it's good because it's it's uh you know it's every week you're following you're following the storyline. The storyline is the championship, so it takes a lot away from uh, you know having to have to just meaninglessly have meaninglessly uh, meaninglessly uh, have just conversations and and dialogue, and it just. You know, everybody knows what the what, what's at stake, and you go in and you uh, and, and you you wrestle for the title. So, if you trimmed the talk, right, you you could probably get close to the two hours. You'd have to lose a match or two, but you could probably get close to the two hours just by trimming the skits and the talk. Right, not that the talk is always bad. I mean, certainly. I mean, if we're going to go back. Talk about with the NWO's opening segment. Well, that was always the nine o'clock segment, right? And that, I mean, that was the the ratings juggernaut there. So a lot of times, though, we come at ten. A lot of times we'd come at. Ten. I mean, it was usually nine, I think, because they, they did. We started at eight. You started at eight. Uh, Vince yeah. went on at nine, so you yeah. guys wanted the hot segment there. Yeah, they started at all the all the the work rate was all the first hour. That was all the Eddie and and that crew. But what could, but if you, if we talk about two hours now, obviously, right, you, you have to keep, you sold to advertisers a three hour show, right? And Absolutely. You're, you're charging a certain rate. You're not giving so, money back. No, right, exactly. So you've got to do something with an hour somewhere. It could be like a pre show or a post show, something, but it would be kind of pulled out from the start to finish raw broadcast. Yes. I still think that there's a place if they can still get that commitment to, uh, on the same program to go, like I said, Friday night late, do an hour of just, you know, like a rawer, more adult-driven, and, and do uh, try to get maybe even an M-rated show. Oh, I see. So Okay, so split it. So do do Friday night one hour, Monday night two hours. And, and you know, so raw, 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 or raw uncensored Friday, and then Monday night raw on, on Monday. And that's your three hours. Yeah. Got it. Understood. You know, I, I was, as I was reading about this week's Raw, and I was looking at the uh, the ratings, I often have to remind myself to look at those numbers in like 99. So like, let's look at this. Let's look at this year. Can we bring up a, a, a graphic? I have some numbers of, of this year's ratings it's if you're watching us it's on the right side there and so last night's broadcast right was the 
Uh, let me just move this around. 0.54 a week ago, coming out of SummerSlam, it was 0.61, a little higher. And going into SummerSlam on uh, 725, that was 0.50, half a point. Uh, going back a week before that, 0.46, almost half a point. On the left side of the screen, I have the fucking Raw and Nitros from 1999 and those are full fours, fives, sixes, six and a half, six point three. Just for and I, I'm I'm not the first person to point this out, obviously, but just for a younger fan who maybe doesn't when people talk about like boom periods in the business and hey, they watch now and they follow now and they follow the ratings, maybe they're into the business aspect. They read Meltzer's letter uh, website. Just to get your people's heads around what kind of fucking business was done in 99? It's remarkable. And yeah, there's, there's tens, you know, like you look at, uh, uh, it's hard for me to read that. Uh, 14th of March. Is that a, is that a, that's uh, a t- March that's 14th a- is a 6.4, uh, 6.46, a 10 share, but yeah. the ratings points are, are a 6.46. Yeah. Which is a 10 share of the audience. I mean, they going even back further in the '80s to like Saturday night's main event when they would go up like against uh, uh, in in place of Saturday Night Live, they pull tens. Mm-hmm. So it's I, I guess of course there's more competition for attention now. Entertainment and, has and, just become and the cable more radio back then. A cable one was I think six ninety nine back then. Like a cable one with six hundred ninety nine thousand homes versus a broadcast, right? Yeah, yeah. So I was just I I, I go back and I look at that when I'm looking at how the ratings are doing now and comparing and looking. Okay, uh, you know, a point five last week, a point six one this week, and you forget they were seven point twos, uh, not too long ago if you're my age not too long ago if you're 20 well, it's a I mean, lifetime but i think that was one of the things that were monday night football was just like what the fuck you know like this wrestling thing isn't going away oh yeah when it started cutting in back yeah. then oh yeah because you look at like 1985 or whatever fucking monday night football was doing like a 20 yep ridiculous but then when in the 90s with wrestling they were still doing good numbers it was in the teens it was in yeah. the, like the low teens 12 13 14 but wasn't like before before that. I always thought it was the uh, the loss of Don uh, Don Meredith. That, Don uh, Meredith. Yeah, it was the it was, it was the that was the finger poking doom for Monday Night Football. Not when they told Howard that he couldn't call uh you know Art Monk a look at that little monkey run. No, that was Jimmy the Greek. No, no, Jimmy the Greek. Did the extra bone in the leg gimmick they, oh, at, at the bar? Yeah. They came up to him and they asked for. Uh, if anyone doesn't know, there was a commentator, prognosticator, Jimmy the Greek, who gave the uh, the odds for those that liked to lay a little money on football. And so someone came up to him at a bar and asked him why uh, he thought the African American athlete was uh, superior. Clearly baiting a very intoxicated jimmy the greek who went on to explain into a microphone <laughs> that black people were born with an extra bone in their legs this isn't me this is you look it up and uh, that was the end of uh jimmy the greek uh, shortly thank thereafter you, thank God. <laughs> um 
Speaking yeah. of speaking of FBI raids, <laughs> was anyone in your was anyone in your safe today, Kev? No, no. Um, wow, what the fuck, right? Well, what a night to have diarrhea. To to uh, you need some probable cause to be able for for them to come in and go into your safe, Kev. So anyone we we know of that might have had someone in their safe. There's probably a lot of probable cause. Yeah, you know, my, my whole thing is I, I, I watched uh, I watched a lot. I watched Fox almost nonstop uh, last night and today, and gave you the runs. Yeah, but um, it's it's one of those situations where if he didn't do anything wrong, we basically just gave them Trump twenty twenty four. Oh, if it's exonerated and, there, and there's nothing found, yeah, there's yeah nothing that's a there. problem. Sure. I mean, because that, then it, because there was a an old saying, this is back in my SPC days, a guy that came up with it was Deming. And Deming would, would, would uh, do lectures and he would say that when somebody gets on a plane and they put down the, the, uh, the fuck is that thing called? The uh, tray. Mm-hmm. When they put down the tray and there was a coffee stain on it and they hadn't used it yet, they would immediately go, fuck this. Anybody do maintenance on the engines? And that's kind of what this does. So this, this, if, if, if this witch hunt, you know, is a witch hunt. And so then it all of a sudden you, you, it's like, well, maybe there was credence to this. Maybe there was credence to this. But when when they sat there on Fox News this afternoon, they had a panel, and the one lady who's used to be a judge, who's just, I mean, I I, I think they just wind her up just for fucking sound bites. But um, she's going on about it. It, it could just as easily have been about something that was going on in Georgia, or you know, he's up in, in New York for that deposition. She named like nine things he's involved in. I'm thinking to myself like. Yeah, that's a that's a bit of an indictment there. Yeah, and you're you're actually fucking on a on a on a, a right wing television show. Like they should the f- be kind of excited because they I obviously they obviously probably I didn't watch it, but they probably are taking the position that he's that he shits ice cream and you know he hasn't done anything wrong. So this is clearly going to exonerate him publicly. They should be very excited that they went into that. System. I heard last night when it first came, I was watching a this is this is the typical uh, night for me. I was watching uh, NBA TV. I was watching a, a 1987 Game Four Celtics versus the Lakers. Ah, oh, great! So when they passed the fucking ball, and I yeah, and I fucking so I uh, I'm I pick up my you know my uh, my phone just to see what's going on because I've been watching this game for like an hour, and. Uh, I see where it's um, Trump's uh, statement. So I walk into the kitchen, and my wife's sitting in there with her with my mother-in-law. And I said, "Fuck!" I said, "Did you hear about the fucking raided uh, Marlago today?" She said, "I'm watching it right now." So I sat down, and uh, I'm watching this. And at that point, it was a hundred agents, and you know, everything else. It ended up being thirty agents. I didn't get where they. How it was a a pre dawn, um, they said it was pre like 
no, nothing coincided with with anything they said. Then they said that they they went in and nobody had uh, they went in uh, plain clothes. They didn't have the uh, blue windbreaker with the yellow FBI on it. You know, they went in plain clothes, and you know. They kept showing the aerial view of Marlago. I'm thinking, that motherfucker is worth how many billion? You can't get that roof fixed? Taking fucking blue tarps off the top? What the fuck? <laughs> but uh, it's off season. It's too yeah, hot. I think it closes know. down in the the hotter months. Yeah, but I just I just I looked at that last night, and then there was like people that were uh, along the beach, like down the roadways, like they were waiting for a like a a space shot or something, or just like. Oh, it's like when they line up on the space coast when they yeah. do the uh, the launch. They're just like, what were they expecting? Like, I saw flags. That, are, you, are you that fucking stupid that you didn't realize? Like, they showed him on Fox News getting into the back of a suburban or whatever the fuck he was, you know, in New York City. Well, more to come on that. Yeah, you mentioned a couple of weeks ago you did some work with Amos, right? right? The big guy. And I wanted to ask you something. He, he, I didn't realize I was reading up on him today. It's kind of an interesting figure, former basketball player, uh, yes. Central Florida, University of Central Florida, or something. No, that's, 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 um, Taco, Taco Fall was played there. No, but where did he play though? I, I thought he, uh, I, I think he's he, Nigerian. He's Nigerian, but I thought he played in, in, uh, in the States. All right. Well, well I don't I'll know. look. My research is flawed. Um, so, but anyway, what's not flawed is the fact that he's a big motherfucker and he's been there for two years. I didn't realize this. And the piece I was reading, they were positing that Vince in his, he's a stubborn cat, I guess, right? So he gets something in his head and he's going to make it work. And so they were talking about or writing about the inability uh, to get him in the sweet spot where they wanted him as a big guy and that he may be and but Vince stayed with him but he may be more in jeopardy now as uh, trips might have a, a little less of a tolerance so I'm going to ask you as a big guy what is it that keeps a big guy intriguing year over year um you know, if you could well, fly I, off something 11 different ways, it's one thing. But yeah. to keep a big guy scary, what do you got to do? Well, I don't think you put him against two 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 guys on on, uh, <laughs> on your number one broadcast and don't even announce who these two guys are and just be like, well, it really doesn't fucking matter because this match doesn't fucking matter because we know what the outcome is. I don't think that helps. Um how about the headgear? Did that? Yeah, the headgear had any credibility. Yeah, it's, that something sh- maybe was going to happen there. Yeah, especially when he had a chance to do anything, he jumped on his back, not single leg dive or anything. I, I, nothing, you know, nothing head worthy, uh, headgear worthy uh, was was produced there. Could have had but, so much uh, fun with that. I would have given them the names of classic jobbers like AJ Petruzzi. Bill Mulkey, Rusty Brooks. I would have. They should have never took him again away, away from AJ. But they turned AJ oh, baby. Styles, so, yeah, I mean that's that's where you 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 learn so much. You know, I learned so much being Sean's bodyguard. You know, but um, 
It's a different, and he's a different animal too, man. He's a lot. It's a, he's a, a legitimate. Uh, with the South Florida is where he went. Oh, it's South Florida. That's okay. where South, South Florida. Um, he. Uh, when you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. He's a legitimate seven two, probably. You know, yeah, that's a bigger. You know, he's just a bigger. He's sometimes it just. I'm not, we always had our, our philosophy in the, in the car was, the only way you can get over is chicks got to want to fuck you and guys got to want to be you. You like you, right? It's the old actor. That's, thing, that's, yeah. that's yeah. So it's the just, James Dean deal. Yeah. You know, so if you if you like if they if they made him like. Instead of a giant, if they made him a, you know, like his family was incredibly rich in, in, in mineral rights. And because he's articulate, you know, I say, like, he's out there going, Wah! the monster. Yeah, the monster it's like, thing, yeah. you know. Uh, but uh, let's look at some of the big guys, right? From, from the past, present company excluded, okay? Because we're never going to be yeah. able to be totally objective um you mentioned gonzalez before right okay uh kali more recently uh was a big show and if you go back for the andre stud big guys that were successful versus big guys that had a shelf life now andre is a totally different category because he was the novelty act okay he was never considered to really be assimilated and melted into the, the melting pot of the roster. He came into town. It was like, Andre's here. He was, he was yeah, just an attraction. Right. But guys that were roster guys, like Big Show. Big Show was over. Yep. Why was Paul over, but like, like Kali, like other than the dance, I guess, like it never would have worked. Paul, Is Paul, that all about the mic? Yeah, Paul could talk. Right. Okay. So... If you get sent to developmental, right, and say, "Kev, what's the what's the magic here?" It's it's focus more on Mike with the big guys, but there's a natural thing too. I mean, focus on the Mike. You could. There are some guys you maybe just can never make interesting on the mic. They don't come across. There's just something they could talk their heads off. You could give them a script. You could have Piper write it. It's just never gonna happen. There's not a magnetism to some guys. Yeah, but at the same time, you've got to you've got to do it. Like- you got to find out what they like. You know, you got to find out what their interests are. I mean, you're, you're, you're going to be a lot more interesting if you're talking about things that are interesting to you. So. A, a Gonzalez story for you. I, I just finished doing Todd Gordon's autobiography with him, and he has a story where Bill Alfonso, the ref for and manager in ECW, was on the road as uh, Kali, uh, not Kali, excuse me, Giant Gonzalez's handler for a while and manager and uh, got a call late at night to come down to the room. And uh, he comes in and Gonzalez tells Fonzie, he's like, listen, you fuck this girl for me. I, you know, she can't, 
she can't take me right now. She can't take all me. I, I need you to be the opening match, basically. And talk about a time when managers really took care of their talent. Like, I don't know how many times Freddie Blassie got called down to do it for, for Killer Khan. Yeah, they came, though, too, you know. What's that? That, but Blasio had that cane. Oh, that's true, too. Like, he could shoehorn some shit in there. <laughs> yeah, right. Was, right, yeah. like an elk. But, uh, yeah, so the, I, don't, I don't know. It's interesting to see. I, I, love, I love to watch stuff like that. How do you get out of a creative conundrum? Will Triple H continue it? See what he could do with the big guy? Is the big guy just going to kind of fizzle kind of, out? He's been off for a while. They kind of repacked yes. him last night. I, just, I, I think it was just to, um, to show... You know, that he was still there. They had new gear. Um, I know he's been working out because I've seen some videos of him working out. Working out. So, um, I mean, he looked tighter. You know, he looked in better shape. Um, you know, he, he can move. I mean, it's just his right, problem. That's, yeah, what's his the problem? problem is, well, in, in my time there, you know, it, there was always a, a plethora of six foot five, three hundred pound guys. That's true. You know, so you always had, you know, I mean, somebody like, like Henry Godwin, who was like six foot five, three hundred and twenty pounds, who could just snatch me and, and sidewalks. I mean, he could just, there were, you know, there were guys that could, and he could move. Phineas could move. There were, you know, Papa Shango could, was, was six, six, over three hundred. He could move. I mean, you had a ton of guys that you could work with and and have, you know, athletic-type matches instead of, you know, the the Battle of the Dinosaurs. Yeah. Sorry, so, I just can't get Ernie Roth trying to open up a rat for Billy Graham out of my head. It'll, it'll, it'll go, though, eventually. Um, listen, it's time for the stiff one of the week. And, uh, you know, our sponsor on the stiff one of the week is, you know, we're talking about a guy like, uh, almost right now that you imagine a guy like that, right. Has a fucking rope that's going to need some assistance getting off the ground, right? You got to send a lot of blood flow down to that stovepipe to go up. And if he needs a boost of confidence that that might happen, where can he turn? Where can he turn? Once he goes blue, he'll never go back. The Stiff One of the Week is sponsored by Blue Chew. Guys, confidence can take you far in life. It can help in the bedroom, especially when it comes time to step up to the plate. And that's where Blue Chew comes in. Blue Chew is a unique online service that delivers the same active ingredients as Viagra and Cialis, but in chewable tablets and at a fraction of the cost. You can take them anywhere, day or night, so you can plan ahead or be ready whenever the opportunity arises. The process is simple. Sign up at BlueChew.com, consult with one of their licensed medical providers, and once you're approved, you'll receive your prescription within days. Best part, all done online. No sitting in the doctor's office. No playing around in the pharmacy. You're going to do it online, and within days, your product is going to be delivered. BlueChew's tablets are made in the USA and prepared and shipped directly to your door in discreet packaging. With BlueChew, men everywhere are excited to see the postman because when your package arrives, your package has arrived. 
We've got the biggest balls of all. So if you can benefit from extra confidence when it comes time to perform, Blue Chew can help. Uh, we've got a special deal for the listeners. Try Blue Chew for free when you use our promo code NASH at checkout. Just pay $5 for shipping. That's BlueChew.com, promo code NASH to receive your first month free. Visit BlueChew.com for more de- details and important safety information. We thank you, Blue Chew, for sponsoring this segment. All right. Now, this segment, this stiff one of the week is Brett. Uh, Brett on the click. Let's see, Brett. Where are you, Brett? It was uh, Scott Hall, Shawn Michaels, and Kevin Nash that approached me in Germany about uh, being the head of the click. I didn't know this. That we would all take control of the top matches, and we would uh, decide who worked with who, and we would take control of the whole company. And start, you know, like Triple H would wrestle uh, Sean, and One Two Three Kid would wrestle. Um, I remember Sean tell me he would wrestle One Two Three Kid and Triple H and Razor Ramon. He was gonna all they were gonna do is work with their friends. You know, they're gonna leave out everybody else in the dressing room from Owen to Savio Vega and everyone, anyone else that deserved a, from Lex Luger to whoever you can think of that they would all get bypassed over, and it would be. Just Sean's friends and Kevin's friends and one, two, three kid would wrestle Sean for the belt and they'd all, they'd control all the belts and they'd control who makes the money and who gets paid. And I remember going, I don't want to be part of anything like that. It's not fair to the other wrestlers. And, uh, I said, everybody has a chance. If you're good enough to beat me, if someone's good enough to be the champion, then he'll be the champion because he's good, good enough. I want to ask you first if you guys asked him to take control of your click for you. I don't remember having the conversation, but. Would you have relinquished control of your group to Brett? Is it something that might have happened? We didn't travel together. All right. But I mean, the thing is that and, and if you look at the at the last match at, that before the the click was disbanded, it was. Uh, Diesel and Shawn Michaels were the main event for in a cage for uh, mm-hmm. the world title. Triple H was fighting uh, Paul for the IC belt. Seems to me like we had all the belts anyway. So, so you're saying maybe you didn't need Brett? Is that what I'm hearing? No, fuck, I, I did. <laughs> I had, I mean, he was great. I had had some of my my best matches with Brett. So. Didn't hurt when he signed that WCW contract, and you had that most no. favored nations either, no. did it? No, Brett no, played just, a significant role in your family's life. No, Brett. So I've I've always, um, I think he had more problems with with different people in our clique than with, than me. Oh, Sean, mean, obviously, we could say yeah. it was Sean. Right? I mean, it's just you know, Brett and I never uh, had, had had a problem. All right. Florida man or Jersey guy? I'm going to read you two items now. You're going to tell me uh, who's the Florida man, who's the Jersey guy. Can we add Czechoslovakian dude to this? <clears throat> well, uh, next week, <laughs> next week is the the outer banks of Bulgaria uh, versus the coastal. The, the coastal towns of Czechoslovakia. Guy, nice. All right, man arrested after buying meth. And asking cops to test its authenticity. Well, that's, that's, that sounds like my neighborhood. And next, next. <laughs> and B, opera singer can't work due to 
uncontrollable flatulence. I'm going to go. Actually, sounds I'm, like your condo right now. But. I'm going to go. I'm going to go with uh, meth. Uh, what is methamphetamine, Florida, and uh, what is um, un- uncontrollable the shits, uh, New Jersey, <laughs> the drizzling shits up north? You're absolutely correct. Yeah, yet again, Kevin. I can't say meth and not fucking. That's like it's a, it's a, it's a national fucking flower down here. Well, let's see the city. State, state the flower. Opium, the opium. State, state, the poppy. State flowers fucking Sudafed. Well, it wouldn't be the poppy acts, right? It would be the meth is always uh, kitchen yeah, made, yeah, right? Yeah. yeah. Sudafed and all that. Sudafed and your uh, Drano. Yeah. A Florida man was arrested for phoning the police to have some meth tested for authenticity after he purchased it from a local bar. Fox 13 reports Thomas Eugene Colucci of Spring Hill called 911 because he was worried he had purchased bath salts, telling officials he was an experienced drug user who knew it should feel different to Pull smoke him up. Pull methamphetamine. Pull that guy back up. You know him? Didn't he just write a check for like $49 million? <laughs> Take the beard off of her. Is that, is that our boy Jones? <laughs> Kidding. Kidding. And let's see. Reference to Alex Jones. I would assume. Uh, let's see. The other item was the, uh, yeah, the opera singer. See, this is, I can see this, but when you can't work because it's so chronic, hit a damn, this is the story, uh, opera singer can no longer perform due to what is termed uncontrollable flatulence. Singer, uh, Amy Herbist, Herbist ended up, uh, in the hospital after allegedly screwing a procedure that prevented her from returning to the opera stage. Very unfortunate. Very unfortunate there. All right, we'll be back. Triple H is next. Hey, are you ready? The Christmas countdown's on at JCPenney. Through Saturday, use your coupon and dash away with very merry savings on last-minute gifts across the store. Like fine jewelry stocking stuffers up to 70% off after coupon. And save up to 50% on comfy, stylish outerwear for the whole fam. Add curbside pickup to make your trip extra quick. We got your holiday. JCPenney. Offers good on select items through 1224. Exclusions apply. See store or jcp.com for details. If someone relies on you financially, your spouse, your child, anyone, life insurance gives you the peace of mind that they'll have a financial cushion if something ever happens to you. By making it easy to compare your options from top companies, Goliath Life helps make sure you're not paying a penny more than you have to for the life insurance coverage you need to protect those you love. At GoliathLife.com, you can compare personalized quotes from top companies to find your lowest price the process is fast and easy with no hidden fees upsells or hassles goliath life is your one-stop shop to find the life insurance you need at the right price head to goliathlife.com to get your free life insurance quotes and see how much you can save that's goliathlife.com All right, back. Click this Kevin Ash podcast. Um, the, uh, probably the biggest news a story of, you know, I was looking at the ratings of everybody's shows like in the last few weeks and like everyone got a pop for the Vince story. Everyone got the bump, um, ac- across the business. And, uh, it's probably going to be the biggest wrestling story of the year, right? Vince? Yeah. Had, had to yeah, be. Yeah. 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 
But uh, on the heels of this, uh, you know, Triple H is getting all the ink too. In 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 every story now that that references uh, Vince's uh, retirement, the transition of creative to uh, Triple H, Kev's allowed to call him Paul. Um, uh, is is the story. So I wanted to take an episode to get inside Triple H. It's kind of an enigma. Um, you, I, I don't read a lot of dirt about him. I don't read a lot of stuff about him in all my years covering this business, whatever you call it, whatever the fuck I used to do. Um, he he was a guy that was usually off the radar. So I thought, who better than his best friend uh, to talk about him as a person, a worker? philosophy of and maybe by learning the artist you'll learn about the work to come so i first want to know when you first became aware of him we first we we were on the road uh, every saturday sunday and once like we, we talked last week once we did those tapings and it was you know 21 23 whatever it was straight days so we're always on the road on the weekends and um a lot of times, you know, for some reason, like uh, weekends, you didn't travel. It didn't like wasn't such a push. It was usually larger towns on the weekends that we ran, and you know, so if you were in Chicago, you'd you know you'd stay in Chicago and then maybe make it after you know you know stay an extra night or something like that. And uh, we'd always watch the WCW Saturday Show. And he was terrorizing at the time. I was That's his, right. That's right. Yeah, I was his character, and he was like, he was like our favorite guy. Like he was like the clique's favorite guy. No, like, oh come on, man! Terrorizing's on TV. From a fan standpoint, yeah, just we liked it. We liked we just, you know, we just he was just our guy. So when he, so he, um, we were somewhere. I don't know where we. I want to think we were in Massachusetts or someplace, but uh, Kowalski, Killer Kowalski, had broke Paul in. So Kowalski brought Paul to TV, and Paul had like on slacks and a fucking uh, sports coat, you know, polo. And um, he walked by us, and then Scott did that thing where you like, like walk behind somebody step for step. <laughs> Like Paul turns around and looks, and there's fucking Scott, you know, fucking with him. So then he had his tryout match, and we were all at the, uh, of course, it was a fucking monitor sellout. And uh, then he got, I think he did really well. And um, we tried to get him, like, immediately. Who you traveling with? He said, well, I'm with, I'm with, you know, I'm with Kowalski. So, like, okay, well, next set of TVs, you're with us. And, uh, he Why said, right. though? Well, how, how do you get in, how do you get there so fast? Because we'd already, I mean, he was already like he, like he was um, anointed before he got in because he was he was terrorizing, <laughs> and then he went out there and tore it up. So just like fuck, man, like he he was. I mean, he had the kind of he worked like you know like he worked like the rest of us did, you know, right? And um, plus the fact that he wouldn't like leave Kowalski. You know, like he would not, like I came with, I came with Walter. I'm just going to stay with Walter. Right. You know, it's like, you know, a little bit of old school that we all appreciate. And, um, the next, the next, uh, trip we have is like, I think we're in like Portland, Maine. It's the first, first, uh, night. 
and kid eats kid goes in a couple too many somas and we're to Denny's and he fucking just I mean shaking like full shakes and we have to basically just get we gotta bail we just, we gotta get out before you know we get in trouble so we get out there and like you know Sean like kind of gives kid kind of a smack in the face like come on man snap out of it and Scott gives him one and Paul <laughs> reaches across and gives him one we're all like Hey, motherfucker! It's your first day. And, jumped right in. Good for oh, him. Yeah, and I mean, it was one of those deals where we were up all night wrestling with kid in a in a cold shower, like like making him go in the shower and then walk him up and down the hallway so he didn't, you know, we didn't know if he's going to OD or what. And um, so, uh, I mean, this goes on all night. He starts to f- fade out. We're like, come on. And he's fighting, man. He's, you know, he's wiry and strong. He's like maniac strong. It's taking all of us to hold him in this ice cold shower and walk him up and down the hallways. We got the, you know, the robe from the the, hall, the hotel that we're putting him in to walk him up down the hallway. Finally, at about six o'clock, you know, he falls asleep. And then I just sit there and I, I made sure he was, he was breathing. And at about nine o'clock, he woke up. And I was just sitting there looking at him. He just looked at me and goes, Love you, man. Just want to uh, go ahead and take this time to say uh, thank you for saving my life. And he just turned and went to bed, and I was like, "Yeah, don't mention it, man. We're we're, we're cool." So that was like 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 Paul's uh, intro to traveling with us. Like the first day is like, "What the?" Fuck? Well, I was gonna say, I I, I never would have gotten in a car with you again. That would that would have been it. I'm not babysitting till nine in the morning. Well. You know, I'm not I'm not cut out for it. I can never be a, me- a member of the clique. Yeah. Now, I-, I wanted to ask you though. Um, now, Sean Waltman, now, work rate. I want to talk about work rate. HBK, Scott, uh, uh, Waltman. Uh, well, Cornet gave the verdict on you already with the five moves. But when you guys would ride with someone, was the work rate something? That was important that got that guy over with you yeah. to be on the road. Afford Anything talks about how to avoid common pitfalls, how to refine your mental models, and how to think about how to think. Paula, while certainly you can mess up on a million dollars a year, it is far less likely than it is on $30,000 a year. Right. I would meet wonderful people that were struggling with a budget that was super tight. It was 100%. You need to make more money. Make smarter choices and build a better life. Afford anything, wherever you listen. I mean, because it's so different when when you're... Uh... And I'll always make references, you know, like I was for the money. It was like, you know, you don't do it, it. It wasn't for the money back then because we weren't getting paid shit. One of my balls stuck to the inside of my thigh here. Ugh. Adjusting the bedpan. Yeah. So, um, but um, when we got in the car at night, man, it was fucking. It was like it was like Brady or somebody watching films. Like we went over everybody's match spots, but da 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 da. We never. It wasn't like you know. Name your top five albums. Ah, well, can we talk business twenty four seven? And if you weren't in that, 
mindset, then there wasn't a place for you in that car. The, Did the, the, all of you want to be in a creative position in a major company, or nah. did you all just enjoy performing? We just wanted to, we wanted to have the ability to go out, work with each other, and then for the next four and a half hours, get in a van, drink beer, and put each other over how great we were. Right. No aspirations <laughs> to, to be on no. the writing team with no. Bishop Booking, with Bishop no. Sunday, or... But I mean, there was the, like, like Paul showed like early signs of brilliance when they booked the second ladder match, and Vince basically told um, Scott and Sean that they could not use the ladder as a weapon because at that point we weren't competing against we were we were competing against Disney, so we had to uh, tame down a ladder match, and. <laughs> We were in uh, we're, we're in Wooster, I think, at a Hampton Inn, and we're just sitting there, and Paul just kind of pieced this thing together, and um, you know everybody kind of chipped in, but like Paul laid the skeleton, and uh, that was kind of one of those things where I was just in my mind, I was just like, wow, you know, like the time when 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 uh, Shawn Michaels got. Like knocked out, and we did the thing where the announcers stopped, and the boys came from the back mm-hmm. with the kick. You know, it's when he lost his smile and all that yes. shit. Well, we booked that. Sean thinks he was part of it. Sean was unconscious when we booked it. That was about thirty percent me, thirty percent Paul, and thirty percent uh, Scott and, and 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 Sean. But it was yeah. like Paul and I were up front, so we were kind of. Like oh, and then right because that was just right after Ripken had uh, beaten uh, Garrick's streak for games. Oh, and remember they took they took him around the, the a, a car around the uh, like the outfield and everything, and, it, and they were silent on ESPN. They didn't say a word. They just let the the, the, the moment become organic. And it was such a uh, the power of of that yeah. stood so on we, its we own. Wanted, we wanted yeah. to do the same thing. We wanted like. The announcers not to you know go into any bullshit because it, it, you know to this day I was watching uh, I was watching AEW a couple weeks ago I actually pulled my son in on this and he's like somebody got hurt and one of the uh, people called medic medic. I'm like, what is this fucking Saving Private Ryan? Don't you do that at home when someone needs? Well, I always medic? thought for, for for years. I always thought when you got injured, fucking you called a referee because you know three ref, three referees would come down, you know, and fuck. So, but um, I want to touch on the the Soma story for a minute. But Paul Paul Triple H was he didn't do drugs as far as I know, right? Is no, that, right. Uh, didn't even really drink, from what I understand, right? I, I, I think I got him buzzed in uh, on the last day of a European tour in Switzerland, and only because I, I was pounding, I had him, I, I was uh, pounding uh, pina coladas with him, and he couldn't taste the alcohol, <laughs> and he liked coconut. He was like, "These are good," and all of a sudden, he just just like he didn't take much because he didn't drink. He was just like, "All right, I get it. That's yeah, a cool feeling, not for me." You yeah. worked him with a pina colada to get him. It's like Got an episode to. of Gilligan's Island. With, That's right. Man. Yeah, little buddy, <laughs> take a sip. But the thing with Paul is like, like we got to, like we got close really, really uh, fast. 
because he loves bodybuilding. And like, like, you know, like the, one of the first couple of conversations we ever had late at night driving was, can you name all the Olympia, Mr. Olympias, you know, starting from the, from Larry Scott going forward. Oh my God. Wow. And, um, it was just like, he was spot on. I mean, bang, 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 bang. And then, um, so we started training together. And at that time, there was a guy named Mike Menzer who was doing this thing called heavy duty training. And Dorian Yates had kind of taken it and ratcheted it up a level. So you did like, you know, the, the basic philosophy of it was you can take a stick of dynamite and set it on a concrete floor and you can tap it with a hammer a thousand times and nothing will happen. But if you take a 25 pound sledgehammer and hit that stick of dynamite, there's a chance that it'll fucking explode. That's kind of what the, the process was of what you did is you trained these super intense, long, single sets, and you took muscles to, to you know, positive failure, negative failure, uh, rest, pause. I mean, you just, and you would, but you, it was, a, it was a, a short. Like you could do a body part in 25, 30 minutes. Were you into like, Vince was very into bodybuilding too. He started that yeah. World Bodybuilding Federation, which yeah. anyone could have seen was going to be a disaster. Um, only, remember- the only reason that failed is because of the drug trial. Well, the drug trial too, but what, where could you, what could you have aired? The, the, the excitement of professional wrestling, which was WWE's, WWF at the time's calling card, WBF, it was it was it's, posing. It's, they were trying yeah. to make personalities out was, of them. Yeah, I mean, I think they were trying. To, he was trying to to take what, what you know what pro bodybuilding was at the time and, and and give those guys personalities. Like you know, yeah, I don't know. Were you a fan? Was were you tuning in every week? No, because I mean, we we were subsidizing it. <laughs> you know, we were we're out there banging around subsidizing it. So. Drinking I mean, that Ico thought, Pro, thought, baby. Thought, Drinking some thought, of that Ico I Pro. Gary, I thought Gary Strider had a great physique, but fuck, man, you're, you're, you're killing me over here. Was that the baby face that that he kind of put in the like as the uh, the face yeah, of the Stridham was a Stridham. Stridham never won the Olympia. I think he I think, might have won an Arnold or a not a Champions or something. He was a he was a, I mean he was he was a very gifted bodybuilder. Yeah. Well, we should have him on. We'll talk about uh, the, okay. the 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 snatch. The snatch and jerk. There's some great names in bodybuilding. I do enjoy hearing someone talk about the clean jerk and the snatch and all that's that all, shit. That's not bodybuilding. That's powerlifting. That's actually Olympic lifting. May I never know the difference. Um, drugs and Triple H. I was going to ask you, he seems like an odd choice to be in the clique because you guys were notorious partiers. That's part of the clique. When you think about the clique, you think of a couple of things. Number one the power play element to being a member of the clique and the headache you gave any promoter and B partying. He did not party. It's odd to me. He seemed like an outlier to be, a, uh, to be part of your group. What would he do? You guys are with the 34 somas to the three 33 somas. You're sleeping, early. you're sleeping on an amplifier. No, What's Paul doing? I was early in the run because when Paul joined us, I was, I was a world champion. So, I mean, I wasn't, I had too many. I was, I was, I was way. My reins had been way pulled back as far as uh, uh, how hard I was running. It was like I was the fucking uh, bodyguard had one spot a night I had to remember, and I could just fucking go out there and just be like, 
Man, do I feel fucking rough. Did that make uh, Paul always the designated driver, maybe, uh, for you guys after the I show? I mean, a lot of the times you did, but there was a lot of times that I drove. You know, it was it was it was always nice to have somebody I knew, and he knew uh, vice versa that would would be awake to talk to. Because fucking four hours, man, with with you know FM radio back in the day was was pretty pretty rough, right? Who had control of the radio when you guys were in the car? Was it whoever was driving, or you guys all had it? Yeah, most of the times. It was really weird because when I came when I came in, like, um, Shawn Michaels and Scott Hall were fucking country music guys. Scott was, yeah, yeah. So I was, I was just like, all right, we, yeah, maybe play a couple of my fucking. I throw a Luther Vandross in there somewhere. As soon as this Conway Twitty's over, can yeah. I get some? Uh, some of the Commodores or something. Yeah. yeah. Um, he's with China in 96. Is he riding with you still? When Because there is some overlap. You go to WCW in 96, but there is some overlap, right? Yeah, we leave in June. Right. Yeah. So we're uh, yeah. So Joni by proxy becomes click. Or Joey. just. The, yeah. No. Because we're she, gone. Yeah, but 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 he's not with her before that? No. She wasn't there when I was there. Okay. The first time. She came she came along like you know, when, when they started the DX thing. Why didn't he go to WCW in ninety six? I know great things would come with him with DX and everything, but he had a chance to go. Right, make the money you guys were making. Did you talk about it? Did, did I think he no, because he had just signed. He had another like year, you know, it was it was a three year deal. He had another year left. Was there any consideration that he might go when the deal was over? No, because by the time he got out of the, do- I mean, he was in the doghouse at you know for so long after that uh, curtain call, and he just you know he was a good soldier, man. He just. Took his punishment and yeah, you know, and got and got a spot. Do you talk to you about it? The yeah. the time that he stayed after you left and he had to yeah do the uh, penance. Well, he was. I think we. I think we're all kind of pissed that Sean didn't do a better job of protecting him. But mm-hmm. uh, Sean was in a bad place at that time too, and it was. I mean, Paul really, you know, did the best he could with that, and then eventually, I think Timmy White. God bless him, man. Um, became the uh, the caretaker for Sean. We've talked multiple times in different things we've done together about the curtain call, and it's been talked about ad nauseum. But the point I want to make is Vince didn't have the problem with this that everybody seemed to think he did. You told me on air on something else that you ran it by him. You, I think we talked here uh, yeah. one week that, yeah. that you were like, no, listen, we just want he he said right to, when I was there. He said to, to Shawn Michaels, he said, "If it's important to you, important it's, to you, it's right? Impor- if it's important to you, it's important to me. Go ahead and do it." So why is their punishment meted out after the fact? I think it. I think the fact that that was it, and that we actually left. What do you we think were, you were going to stay? Hey, I. I talked to Briscoe at the garden 
And that, that afternoon, he said, man, he says, Vince doesn't know why. I said, I said, why don't they come over here and, and talk to me instead of you? You know? Yeah. So I, 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 you know, I, people, people think that we were going to WCW and it was some juggernaut. That was fucking, you got to say it a thousand times, the pay-per-view before we came was the, the monster truck on Cobo Hall, the giant fucking got pushed over the, side of the parking garage and landed, you know, 12 stories down and was in a main event and got ass raped the real summer of 92 by the Yeti, Ron Reese. Oh, right. Yeah. So, I mean, it's just. It was a charming was, visual. Wasn't like, yeah, it wasn't like we were going, uh, we were going, you know, to, to fucking, uh. But so, so maybe it was a, so then, okay. So he says, if listen, this is important to you, but then it happens. And is this just to send shockwaves through the boys? Maybe that, you know, no one else better try this. Uh, well, he had just lost two of the biggest shit stirs in the fucking company, you know? Yeah. So no, I just, know, but I, I, there would have been an it, element of me that was like, you know, Hey, dick bag behind, behind closed doors. You said, if it's important to you now, you, I'm not going to get the fucking belt next month because of this shit, you know? No, yeah. But he, Sean had the belt. That was the whole. That no. was the whole thing. Sean already had the belt. Well, I'm talking about uh, Triple H being denied. Well, he was supposed to. Oh, King of the Ring. King of the Ring. King of the Ring. That's what it was. And, not that, the belt. and that King ended up. Ring. That ended up going to Steve. Ended up going to to, to Steve. Uh, so you know, I think that everything we did seemed to have some kind of a butterfly effect to everything else. You know, you can fucking hate us all you want, but boy, just sure as, uh, I, I, I got, uh, Steve in the front, in the door. I said, man, I got a buddy to Vince, you know, I said, I got a buddy, man, that's fucking like unbelievable, you know? And, you know, they did that stupid ringmaster thing with him. And then eventually, you know, like, you know, you ain't going to hold that motherfucker down. Like Steve was, Steve was driven and, uh. All he needed was that, you know, he needed a, a, a little bit of a, a daylight to, you know, to, to get his thing going. Mm. You know, we're talking about uh, riding with the click and road stories. And uh, it, it, listen, it's a pertinent time to tell you that this segment's brought to you by CarShield, which makes it easy and affordable to protect my car from expensive repairs. And that's just for starters. CarShield is the number one auto protection company in the United States, and it offers protection plans for around 100 bucks a month. The plan covers more parts than ever before, whether your car has 5,000 miles or 150,000 miles. Let me tell you how simple it is to get your car fixed. When you need a repair, you choose the mechanic. CarShield's administrators handle the rest. That's it. You don't have to deal with paperwork, headaches. You don't have to go in and ask Vince if you can hug anybody in the ring after the match. That's it. It's taken care of for you. Same goes if your car breaks down and you're stuck on the side of the road. Plans through CarShield also include coast-to-coast roadside assistance. CarShield administrators are there for you with rental car options and trip reimbursement at no cost, too. You guys covered all your trans, right? You had to get your rental cars. I mean, that shit wasn't covered for you, right? Oh, yeah, everything. No, we uh, we paid for all. Uh, you know, everything was. Would you whack it up four ways or? Uh... Yeah, four. four I'll tell you what. It, it, it made a difference when you whacked it up five ways. Right. You know? 
Um, get your coverage today, okay? You're going to lock in a price, and it's never going to go up. That's the magic here. So that means as long as you own your car, no matter how old it is, you're going to be protected from the rising costs of parts and repairs for your vehicle. Car Shield helps protect my wallet from expensive car car repairs, and they're going to do the same for you. Go to carshield.com slash podcast. Start your plan. Lock in your pricing forever. That's carshield.com slash podcast. A deductible may apply. So you're gone. Scott's gone. You're doing your thing. Now, the the on-screen marriage with Steph, right, in 2000, this leads to, obviously, some real-life dating. Are you guys in touch still? I mean, you're working elsewhere, but you're still yeah. in touch. You're still friends. Yeah, I mean, when he was, when he was in uh, China, they came out to the house and stayed in Arizona. When they came through there, we all went and caught a workout. I mean, it was just, we, we stayed friends. I think Paul was, I, I'm almost positive Paul was the first person uh, in the clique to hold uh, my son. Right. So he talked to you when he started dating Stephanie? Yes. Was this uh, was this a surprise? You obviously knew Steph and the family and, yeah, and Shane yeah. and everybody. Yeah. No, I, yeah. I mean, I've always, I, you know, I've always been a fan of Steph. So, I mean, it was just like. I just was, you know, curious how that, you know, how the uh, how his exit strategy worked out. If it, if it didn't work out, no, I'm talking about China. Oh, oh, China. no, but but it's also valid to say, uh, listen, dude, you're this doesn't work out. <laughs> What's your exit <laughs> strategy here? Black and white T-shirt on the other on the, uh, other, on the other show. <laughs> um. Yeah. So okay. So exit strategy with China because she's still there. Obviously, you're saying right. So yeah. she's there. She's in the angle. DX. Uh, uh, they got. They, they, there was some. There was some some tension there. I think Joni said she was going to end Steph's life, and it was. Uh, it was fucked up. Yeah. But uh, it works out. I guess, for, you know, for certainly for Triple H and Stephanie and uh, Shane McMahon. Where, where did you see Shane McMahon's future in the WWE? Where did you see him possibly sliding into someday? Uh, yeah, I, it was so early into the. I mean, it, it wasn't like there was. Anybody was was thinking of, of events going anywhere. It wasn't like, wow, Stephanie is going to be taking over this, or you know, somebody's going to be doing that, or it just, you know. And by the time, um, you know, Paul started getting more office uh, responsibilities. Yeah, I remember one time we we, we sat down and he was. Um, it was just getting uh, NXT started. And uh, so I went over to Full Sail, and we sat down in the bleachers, and we were just talking. He was just saying how, you know, it's it's such a, like, to shoot wrestling, to work a truck for wrestling. Like, wrestling uh, was such a, a specific, you know, skill set. It wasn't mm. like, and what we did a lot of times when we were at TNT is, you know, the guys that shot wrestling, you know, maybe shot Nitro uh, last week, we shot Talladega the next week. 
you know. So we had we had our, our, our handheld guys were, were, but some of the guys that worked, uh, just basically your your hard cameras were just they they were they were rotated in, in and out. Your production, you're talking about your production yeah. staff. But so in a family is, company, though, I mean, no, no one thought Vince was going. But when when there's somebody who is the head of the company and the whole family is involved, there has to be discussion about what do you, you think that'll be his someday, or what do you think they're going to have him do? Is he, is he could be telling me what to do some week? Is he going to stay a talent? Maybe where do you think Shane would have would have fit? Was there any discussion about Shane and Stephanie and and where they would have been? Not not that you know not that came to not that I was privy to not okay. That, you know, I just and it, and I didn't. It wasn't like something I was going to ask because it just meant your own mind, knowing Shane, knowing Stephanie. When I heard that he was taking over, like um, the media aspect of it, yeah, new and, media, and, I think was new, the yeah, and it was just like that was. I, I said to myself, "This is perfect." Like he's always, he's always, you know, he's. I guess before he's a cool dude. He's he's on top of shit. So, you know, if there were going to be new, you know, new revenue streams, you know, they're going to be different things, you know, put somebody that's, uh, that has that vision. When you come back in, uh, with the NWO, right. Are you guys riding together again with Paul? No, no, it's just me and Scott. Right. So. This and Hulk, next... I mean, and Hulk too. Hulk was I mean, but that was mm-hmm. it was such a short run. Yeah, you know, Hulk didn't make house shows, so me and Scott. Just, oh, that's right. Yeah, me and Scott just got got a Cadillac and just you know made the show Tallisbury. So put some Merle Haggard on the radio and just roll, right? Ten epic hits. <laughs> now Vince gets rid of the NWO. Right. Is it, is this because it was Eric's? Uh, could, could he have, could he have ridden that for five years if he wanted to? Or is it just you always shut down the competition's brainchild? Yeah, we were fucked. Yeah. <laughs> did, did you think it could go? <laughs> did you think well, you had a shot? Well, we, we, like I said, we, we, we were the number one uh, selling t shirt week one. I had an idea we might, we, we might have some traction. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh now he's he's not yet in any official position of authority, right? When you come back, no. But I mean, you guys aren't morons. He's he's they're married now. He, you have to be having some consideration that he's going to possibly be in a position of authority with the company. I don't, maybe not. Maybe you weren't thinking in terms of an executive uh, position, but certainly in the creative and booking and writing. Like you right? have to realize, you have to realize like from my standpoint, like my buddy blows his quad <laughs> and, um, I, 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 you know, like I'm just more worried like that point. I mean, me and disco went down and got in the ring with him in Birmingham, you know, as he was getting ready. And, uh, like I, I went down there a couple of times and just, you know, you know, we went out to sushi and shit, but he was just, Hanging out down in Birmingham, and um, we were just we were more concerned. Like we were in the moment. Like I remember when he came back. And I think I want to think it was the garden. He came back, and it was just, you know, he looked he looked amazing, you know, and he he was always uh, such a workhorse. 
and he just had, you know, he'd been gone a while. And it was just like, he picked up right where he left off. And, you know, he had, he had had so many great runs with so many guys up there. And Paul was always really giving, you know, so. But, but, but the consideration, the, of course, he's a great worker, all that stuff. We know all that, right? But his, his marital position in the McMahon family has to be a consideration with you guys as far as his future being in control. Yeah, I mean, but no. Like, we're not. In retrospect, yeah, it, it, it happened. But, like, nobody's, nobody's thinking, wow, it's, it's, Vince is always going to be in charge. Like, that's the. Right. Right. That, that's, why the, that's why everybody got a bump last fucking week. Because. But- but it's no, like, no, <laughs> he wasn't going fucking anywhere. No, like, hey, this is a good guy to have as a best friend right about now. No, no. I fucking think, no, Vince ain't going fucking nowhere. <laughs> so just like, you're always going to be two, three. You're not going to bat fucking clean up. That's just the way it is. It ain't going to fucking happen. His positions o- over time. I mean, I the the verbiage and the you know the corporate titles: uh, executive vice president of talent and live events, executive vice president of global talent strategy and development. Then I, oh, actually, there was a step in the middle there. Twenty thirteen would have been executive VP of talent, live events, and creative. And so now he's doing his thing. Uh about 2010, I'm going to say, is the first official corporate title that's handed down, which was executive senior advisor. Was that ultimately just like a talent type thing? When you say executive senior advisor, not on the business end, but senior advisor on working with talent, developing talent, choosing talent? Am I? I think at that time, the Ohio Valley was up and running. Lean a little closer to that, Mike. Don't, don't, I know it's big and black, but do not be scared of it. Um, I, uh, <laughs> I, I, uh, I, I, I think that, um, he was working. I mean, uh, Ohio Valley Wrestling was, was up and running. Um, they had that, um, Florida champ, I think, like the, the first, yeah, the Florida it, developmental. Yeah, they had I that. Know what you and then, so I, th- I know he was involved in all, of the, all uh, of the phases of those. And then eventually the performance center uh, was, I think, pretty much his brainchild. But the thing was also that Paul, uh, you know, Paul was very instrumental in the, like, as they became more of a global uh, entity, you know, we did uh, Europe. We ran Europe. We didn't, you know, we mm-hmm. didn't. Did India, did Israel. We weren't global. We didn't go to South America. We didn't go to fucking, we, we, we didn't go to Rome. Didn't go to Paris, you know. I wrestled all those places on, 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 on Indies. And uh, so they started having, you know, rings and, uh, like, you know, put in these, and like, they warehouse shit in each of these countries so they weren't dragging it around. I mean, so they were, you know, and, and he was he, he was in charge of a lot of just those small specifics on making the it just logistically logistically easier to globally run house shows. 
Oh, that's interesting. So be- when you got global, there would be like a hub in- near certain places you were where there was a WWE ring to your specifications. Because, of right. course, years before, it was whatever ring they set up in Puerto right. Rico or Mukesh wheeled a ring into, you know, Pakistan. And then, yeah, and then we had we had an office in London. WWE had an office in London. You know, I mean, we started to, you know, the company really started to, and that was all after it, it went public. I have never heard a bad word about him ever. And from the developmental guys that I've talked to, to, you know, the name guys, and I'm talking about off, of course, on camera, no one wants to say anything about Triple H. I understand that. But like, even off camera, like he's, he's somehow just like always maintained a, squeaky clean reputation and it's not always as obvious as well he's a good guy so no one's i've I've heard people i thought were good guys have shit talked about them by people that were jealous or or you'd have to meet his mother and father oh tell me his mother and father are like salt of the earth just the two of the nicest human beings on the planet his socialization process is uh, i mean it's it's as close to leave it to beaver as probably you could have hmm you know, I mean, it's just, it's just, I guess when you don't go through life with a fucking backpack full of fucking baggage, uh, I think that maybe life's a little bit. Uh, I didn't think such people existed, but I guess I'm glad you know, to hear I, that I, 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 people I, without baggage exist. I, he he just didn't have any. Right. You know, he just never, you know, he had, he had it was almost like fucking, uh, It was strange because I've just never been around anybody with no vices. <laughs> you know? Right. Like, 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 wow, like, you're really fucking talented. You cut a good promo. You're fucking, you're funny as fuck. You, you, you don't miss a workout. And you don't have any vices. Does that make them boring? No. No? He's funny as fuck. Somebody's everybody's got something. Humor. Some people, even if it ain't drugs or, or or some monkey on their back, people fuck their pets or something, right? Only in Florida, man. Right. So what do we bottle? Okay, let's let's have some kind of summation here. I, we want to make the perfect uh, professional wrestling uh, corporate executive slash worker slash creative. What do we bottle from Paul Levesque? Levesque. You don't pronounce the S, huh? Um, what do you bottle from him? Number one thing you, you you would bottle from him is his passion, passion for the business, and he's also fucking a student of the business. You know, I th- I think that's huge. I think that if you know uh, if you know the history of, of of most things, especially if you know the uh the downfalls of uh, corporations or uh, anything. If you know the history, then the, the chance of you re- repeating that is, 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 a, is a lot. Uh, it's very limited as opposed to, 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 you know, being somebody that like maybe was the 45th president that uh, wanted the, um, the troops to be more like they were to, towards Adolf Hitler and then the general said, well, you know, they tried to kill Adolf Hitler three times. He goes, didn't know that. How about the fucking movie with with fucking Tom Cruise? 
huh? Remember that one? And then the fucking, I said to myself, I'm like, who the fuck goes sees this movie? The trailer's telling you that Cruz and his fucking cohorts are going to assassinate Hitler. I know history. I know that motherfucker didn't get assassinated. So what's the upside of me seeing this fucking film? <laughs> I know the finish. Could be speculative fiction. Yeah. So a histor- speculative historical fiction. I don't know. But a lot of, I mean, a lot of people are, are, are students of the game. You know, uh, you, you've worked with people who, who are great students of the game. I've worked with Jim Cornette, great student of the game, could talk for hours about any promotion and what worked, what didn't work. And that, but is, but is there something, is he a great listener? Is he someone who is, uh, he's got an eye for ta- talent. Okay. Right. He's got an eye for talent. That's for sure. Look at the guys, you know, look at the people that he, he you know, he's kind of handpicked and, and pushed up on uh, on the WWE product on Raw. And they were just like, every time one of them went up there, man, it was just like, how quick were we, can we dismantle what got him over and fuck this dude up? Like, I just, you know, yeah. it was almost, it was just like when he got sick, when he had the heart episode. They couldn't fucking get down there and dismantle what he had built in NXT quick enough. I thought that was fucked up, man. Mm. And, and just, what was the impetus for that? Why? I don't fucking know. I, 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 you know, I, I asked Sean about it, you know, Sean Michaels, and he was just like, like, you know, Sean you know, is, is just, is so changed. He's just not. He's not, you know, he's not a shit disturber anymore. He just, he does his job, he does it well, and he, he does the best mm-hmm. he can, and he goes home to his family. Maybe today, Sean wouldn't have been in the clique. Yeah, he would. Not, we, a, we're, we're, not we're enough all, of a politician and a shit stirrer. <laughs> no, but we're all fucking, we, we're all, but we're all, we're all different now. None of you fucking guys are click worthy anymore. You just got to show with the name on it. Well, fuck, I'll take it. The Christmas countdown's on at JCPenney. Through Saturday, use your coupon and dash away with very merry savings on last-minute gifts across the store. Like fine jewelry stocking stuffers up to 70% off after coupon. And save up to 50% on comfy, stylish outerwear for the whole fam. Add curbside pickup to make your trip extra quick. We got your holiday. JCPenney. Offers good on select items through 1224. Exclusions apply. See store or jcp.com for details. If you could change one thing about your home, what would it be? A new kitchen, a new master bath, maybe put in a pool. What if you could do it with no money out of pocket and cheaper monthly payments? SaveWithConrad.com can help, and you can even skip your next two house payments. NMLS number 65084, Equal Housing Lender, SaveWithConrad.com. All right, click this Kevin Nash podcast. Uh, you are a part of this show. So the hashtag is Ask Nash. We want you to do it every week. Be a part of it. What do you want him to talk about? He'll talk about anything. That's the thing you love about the show. Right? This is what I read about the show all the time. Oh, they could talk about politics. They could talk about wrestling. They could, well, this is your chance to we name We could talk the topic. about the fact that the fucking Russians are going into the uh, cr- overcrowded uh, prisons and offering uh, for six months' uh, time on the front lines of the Ukraine uh, amnesty along with $3,500 a, a month pay. 
How's that on the conversion, the 35? I imagine that's quite good. That's too high. Well, I mean, it's, I think it's uh, between 100,000 and 200,000 ruples. Hmm. So. So it's getting, getting a little thin over there? Why? The uniform? Seems to me like fucking. Son. If you're going to prison to fucking get. But they, they, they did fucking uh, say that they wouldn't take any pedophiles or rapists. So, I mean, they're, I mean, they're taking the cream of the crop. Murderers were fine. Right. Murderers right. were fucking, I think they were actually going to fucking uh, look at them as, as going, and they had a uh, a two-week uh, like training uh, before, before in, in Russia before they sent them, sent them down to uh, the Ukraine. The murderers have to be trained how to murder, like or, an organized murder as opposed yeah. to like, yeah. you know, beheading the shop owner that got them right. in there. Right. I thought that was an interesting. Uh, I read that today. Not I didn't watch it on NBC or anything else. I actually read it. Peter D. Though would like you to talk about. Uh, he said, "Kevin, Mrs. Nash cannot have had an easy marriage with you on the road so much. Can you guys give us any stories about her and has she had any click interactions? Any tips for a good long marriage?" That is rare in wrestling. Thank you. That is a fascinating question. We should have your wife on. Would she like to do an entire show instead no. of you, maybe, where we can no. talk about you the entire time? No. You, you just can't be present. No, my wife wouldn't want to do that. Um, <laughs> she is. She I is wouldn't want to ask my wife to do that. <laughs> she, my, my wife has uh, had... Uh, Several volleys of, of, of the click in, in, in and out of our home. Who's her favorite member? Leave the joke alone. That's it's the member. Leave um, Who's her favorite click member? I think she, well, they, I, I, I've never had that conversation with her. Who's your favorite? No, but so. who's she's like, oh, not. Scott again, you know, or or you know, or no. oh, it'd be nice to see Sean again, you know. No, so it was just, honey, the boys are coming. It's not like we have fucking people in our house. We had a guy, some guy today that we had a new hurricane shutter put on in the master bedroom, and this fucking guy came in today, and I, you could just tell the fucking heat he's got. Like, what the fuck are you? They yell, you know, they called, they, they they he missed his window, and I. I'm, I'm shitting my brains out, so I'm not in a good mood. I answer the door in my underwear, like, like "Sorry, I'm not going to put on a pair of shorts. I have two things I got to tug down between my next squirt." He's like, "Where, where, where where's this at?" He said, "Upstairs. Come on, I'll walk you." I walked him upstairs, and he pushed the button and went up and down twice. I said, "We done?" He said, "Yeah." I walked him out. I know you. A couple of weeks ago, I, I, we were talking, and you said, "Hold on, I have a house full of people." I was like, "Well." Was it your anniversary or something? What the f- house full of people. Your place? But now, so now do you restrict your wife's desire to be more social because you're so reclusive? No. no. She's she's okay with a a, a quieter she lived, lifestyle. She, she lived fucking, I don't know, 15 years with me gone 300 plus days a year. My, my wife's quiet, intelligent, loves to read. When she had, you know, when she had my son, she was a mom. Mm-hmm. So she's an education major. She taught for a while. She just want to uh, go out with the Joneses down the street for a 
a steak. No, no we, we, we've got friends, you know, we, but, you know, it's kind of a pain in the ass when you go out to places too sometimes. People, and you, just, you, know, you just want to sit there with your friends and it, it, it's where we live in an area that's, that's a, a very uh, high dense, dense uh, vacation spot and you get fucked with. So mm-hmm. just, it's easier to fucking just kick the grill on in the back. And I don't do shit. I just sit in my fucking chair the whole time. I just, other people cook. It was Tristan, Tristan I, works the grill. <laughs> no, fuck no. He's like me. He's like, fuck that. These Damn guys it. that these guys that had this, this like the, the grill master guys. Nah. Uh, Bob I'm Bob Nash. I'm Bob Nash's kid. There's a guy I, up on the pay. corner that makes fucking barbecue. Have that motherfucker bring it over in his car. Dan Aguirre, I always wanted to know why Diesel wasn't on WrestleMania, the arcade game, despite being champion at the time uh, of its release in November 1995. As an early smart mark, I thought Nash must be leaving WWF. Perhaps a coincidence? I have no idea. Okay. Some of those did, things people... Did, didn't know I was, wasn't on it. I was going to say, it's like that Shatner sorry. bit. For the... Yeah, sorry, sorry, I was on the fucking road every day of my life. I... Wasn't in the arcades, arcades making sure it was, uh, wasn't like you got fucking paid uh, any royalties back then. Caleb Enter says, is he a conservative liberal or a liberal conservative, a conservative Democrat or a liberal Republican, something for the right or left or more in the middle? How best would Diesel describe his political position? Would you like to label yourself? I think you said centrist Democrat is what you said, right? Yeah. I mean, now, nowadays, fucking uh, Goldwater would be fucking uh, to the left. <laughs> yeah, Jesus. Uh, Robert, I got, a, I got a question. Okay, yeah. I, I, just, I, I did see something the other day, and they were talking about, and I, I do see these things where the, you know, the, these guys come and they say, I guess uh, you being uh, pro-choice, you don't... Uh, care about the father in this uh, predicament. Yeah, because uh, most guys are so fucking righteous on taking care of their kids, they run fucking 13 states to get away from them. But then they say, you know, they, you know, they, uh, during the abortion, the, uh, the fetus can feel pain. I'm like, okay, I was wide fucking awake, alive. They cut the end of my cock off called a circumcision who remembers her circumcision out there raise her fucking hand huh felt pain i don't what what was it was it a searing pain i i missed it in the gender debate do you subscribe to the uh the notion that if men gave birth that abortion would not only be legal but probably covered by every insurance company and available on every corner yeah it, 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 probably mandatory all right Imagine fucking some guy walking around fucking absolutely uh, vulnerable with a big fucking dirt. Well, there some of the some of the fat fucks I see walking around the airports look look like they're about ready to break waters. So I don't know. Robert out of nowhere, who is one superstar that no one in the locker room would fight? Ron Simmons. I've never seen anybody fucking. Haku. 
I was going to say, you always hear Haku, right? That's the Haku's a gimme. Right. Haku was one of those guys when you just looked at him, you're just like, where do you hurt him? <laughs> you know, his fucking wrist is this big, you know? It's like fucking, it's like a fucking panzer tank. I mean, people have seen exchanges between him and frisky marks at bars, right? Where he like, Hey, who knows how far the lore takes these things? Here's like one. Here's, here's single-handedly one lift. Here's one for you. Good. <sighs> Matt Sorry. Bourne. Matt Bourne. Matt Bourne. What? One of the guys that that you wouldn't mess with. No. Um. So they did this uh, angle, and it was um, Haku versus Big Show, and they were sumo. They were a sumo deal, and fucking like. They, they they took off and fucking Haku just, like, with his hands, like, you know, like an offensive lineman, basically, you know, pushed show in, like, two seconds to the corner. It was unbelievable. Like, his explosiveness, his, his, his strength. In a shoot? No, it's fucking, it was, a, it was a, a, a gimmick for fucking, for TV. It, it was during Nitros. That's something to look up out there, guys. Yeah, I was going to say, I have to, I have to bring some video up of that. Yeah, CJ Williams, I came back to Twitter to ask Nash why Wilkes Bar is always his go-to t- small town to use as examples and stories. Always makes me chuckle being uh, I live 10 minutes away. Here is photographic proof of me and Kevin in Scranton, PA years ago, and this photo of you and him taking a picture. Um, just, it, it is a fun name to say, right? I always go to Paul Huska, Oklahoma, A, as a shout-out to Chief J. Strongbow, but also because it sounds fun. Is it just because of the Wilkes Bar? Is it Bar or Bear? What's the pronounced uh-huh. Bar? Wilkes Bar? Bar. Yeah. I don't know. Um, I guess it, it, it because um, I've overused the uh, Sheboygan, Michigan, too many times in my life. So and the coastal towns in and uh, all the, all the coastal towns in Sweden in, in, in Czechoslovakia. Well, it is. When, when is somebody going to realize that's a rib? Oh, they know. I, I would think they know. I don't think they do. I don't think that. I, I think that. I'm gonna have to search, scour Twitter to see. So uh, I, was ta- I was talking to my son, and he's got some friends that are that are that, that are Czechs, and they don't say they're fucking Czech republics. They say they're from Czechoslovakia, because that's where the fuck they. I mean, you know. So I guess if you're a map maker and you live in America, it's the Czech Republic, but. If you're, if you're from if, there, you honor the history. Yeah, yeah if, you're, if you're from there, especially one of the coastal towns, it's Czechoslovakia. Uh, you know, shake it, not stirred. I'm. You know what I'm realizing here for the first time tonight. God damn it, we didn't do the bunkhouse stampede. Oh fuck! Again, I had I, so I, much. I had so much fucking. I was good. I was taped before. You going to teach me how to get color? I got. I can't even. Let me see if I put 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 puts this down here. I actually got my fucking wrestling territories T-shirt on. I know. You know what? Maybe we'll work on it for next week. I'm gonna. I'm gonna try and and make that happen. But four hour mega show. Yeah, Megasode. Yes, the Megasode. 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 Mega, me, Megadon. Shmega, Shmegasode. In the Baja. <laughs> McMahon. 
No Jesse right, at all. I just want to point out this week. No bunkhouse, no Jesse. Everyone's why gone. You, why, why don't you tell me, Oliver, why we didn't have Jesse and why we didn't have bunkhouse? Huh? It's a conspiracy. Because we had Paul Levesque and there's I'll this. You, I'll tell you right now. Fucking, I'm looking behind you and it looks like a fucking canister of thermite. Click this is a production of Butch and Sundance Media Producers Association of Podcast Heat. Producer Steve Kaufman. Graphics by Dominic D'Angelo. Title sequence by Wesley Burleson. It's on the way. Trust me. Theme song by Dale Oliver. Technical research by Tristan Nash. Copyright 2022. Butch and Sundance Media. Kev, I got to ask you, do you feel like doing another one? I got diarrhea. <laughs> yeah. You, you get that taken care of before the next one. I don't <laughs> <laughs> Pull this one together quick. Fucking Mickey cut me. <laughs> <laughs> Are you feeling stuck making minimum payments on your credit card debt? SaveWithConrad.com can help, and you don't need perfect credit or money out of your pocket to do this. NMLS number 65084, Equal Housing Lender. Oh, and did I mention no house payments for two months? Get rid of your credit card debt and lower your monthly payments right now at SaveWithConrad.com. The Christmas countdown's on at JCPenney. Through Saturday, use your coupon and dash away with very merry savings on last-minute gifts across the store. Like fine jewelry stocking stuffers up to 70% off after coupon. And save up to 50% on comfy, stylish outerwear for the whole fam. Add curbside pickup to make your trip extra quick. We got your holiday. JCPenney. Offers good on select items through 1224. Exclusions apply. See store or jcp.com for details.